Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of My Dog Heads, please. Hello, everybody. There you go. It's Carlos in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we cheesy? Uh, All right. Um, so this episode, we are piggybacking off of the last episode. So if you did not hear it, go look at it. It's episode 17. <laughs> Title is Small Dog Syndrome. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of this uh, episode, we had a question about um, two clique that didn't know each other and how do you introduce two dogs? So this episode is not really specific to the clique specifically and introducing them, but introducing two dogs um, that don't know each other and how you kind of go about uh, facilitating that. Yeah. How do you start normally? Number one, put them on a leash. What? <laughs> Put them on a leash. But don't you want them to meet, to socialize, to to be t- to play? No, no, we're not there yet. What? Why not? That's what dogs do. Listen, when I first met you, Carlos, I was very, <laughs> <laughs> I was very guarded. I was my like mm-hmm. my back was up against the wall, and I was like, "What is this?" Guy yes, feel? yeah, you're it right. Someone some should have had you get- on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> it took me some time to get to know you to warm up to you and then now we have this relationship that we have now um yeah, dogs are no different they don't just walk in and hill. be like hi my name is rihanna my name is carlos no nobody does they have that. business cards they do do oh, that it's their bum cards. um <laughs> <laughs> it's the bottom no um so some dogs they they're they're great they're really social and they get along really well but i think in this particular case um it was a dog that they were looking to adopt with and they had an existing dog in the house wait wait, what do you mean by what would you actually if anything because this is relevant what would you even define as a social dog what's the kind of dog where you'd go oh you have that kind of dog well mine's social it's okay it'll be fine what kind of dog is that for you super friendly outgoing what does that look like wants to meet all the dogs uh, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. Like physically? Yeah. Paint a picture for you. Mm-hmm. These it. are the dogs that you see that want to meet the dogs that they see on the street or in the dog park. And they have no issues. So loose body language. They do maybe some appeasing behavior. Um, they're not confrontational. There's no tense um, or stiffness in their in their body language, their demeanor, everything is just very relaxed. Um, and mm-hmm. they seem to hit it off right away. So they are able to do doggy things. They go So to- not like how you were when I met you. <laughs> Listen, boy, I thought you were annoying. <laughs> Still I do. Thought, I was like, what is this guy's deal? I don't trust him. I don't know anything about him. And I don't know why he wants to be my I, friend. I didn't have a business card on me. I was no. trying to do business. I don't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I was just like, listen, stranger danger. Okay. That I was was I relaxed or stiff? Well, when I met you in person, okay. I feel like you and I did this weird dance when we met together. When we met together? When we met in person. Um, I think we did this little dance where like you were trying to fill me out and I was trying to fill you out. But I think you were very genuine in like your help and your position of like, hey, let's connect and talk donkey business and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, where I was yeah, like, yeah. um, I don't nah. trust you. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, what's his problem? Like, I was trying to figure you out. So I remember like you would ask me questions and I would do some like little dance like i would you know dance around the subject and give you some weird answer very vague and like, i wasn't even sure if i should be asking you or because you were pretty quiet <laughs> so that i was looking at Devin, 
I was like, should I be asking, be asking him? Yeah, maybe they're like partners together. Like, no. does he run her her training? He's business? just a very supportive should... husband. He just comes I along for him. the ride. <laughs> Devin <laughs> would have no no more answer than I did. I like, I don't know. But I just yeah. remember, like, I don't know. I think we talked about this too. That you know, I was kind of being ridiculous when we first met but dogs are the same right so um you actually do see dogs do a little bit of a dance when they meet each other yeah they yeah, go yeah. to the rear end right so nose to the bum and the other dogs nose to the bum and sometimes they'll circle each other a few times you know and they get to know each other um and i feel like that's kind of what we did because it was yeah. just it was just very um we were just very indirect. Like, I don't know. It was just weird. But anyway, if you think about it, that's knowing everything that we know. It's not like I'm, I just came randomly from the street. Like you, we, we know each other through somebody. So there's some trust there. Yeah. Um, but imagine with dogs, it's like brand new. Yeah, sure. You're, yeah. you're a dog, but unless yeah. I've, you know, you're talking about two dogs that have never, ever had a negative encounter with another dog, which I, I doubt it's not realistic. Um, there's no reason for them to just be like, oh, yeah, no, no guard. Um, you know, all walls are down. Let's play. And there's some that are naturally that yes. way. Um, but most dogs, yeah, they're yeah. they're not that way, and and it's not not wrong. It takes time to develop, right? Like maybe they play a game of chase, but you know, like Amelia will do this. She'll she'll seek out the dog that she thinks is fast and will play with her. That will be a really good company for her, really good playmate. Um, but as soon as they start chasing her, she doesn't trust that dog. As soon as they look like they're closing in, Amelia freaks out. <laughs> like, you know, you know what, what I mean? uh, behavior I like? Because I was uh, we were talking about small dogs last time and the the play sessions. There's one dog. Um, her name is Nina. She's um, uh, a really really interesting dog because she has, I think, more than most dogs or most little dogs that I know. She the entire time where she's looking to socialize with a dog, she's doing more listening than than saying hey i want to play she's more so um okay you're new here do you want to play she's what just do you want to do? Do sniff me yeah what if i lay on my side does that work for you <laughs> <laughs> she's offering good behavior to that, so that, that come to her play areas and she's probably yeah a dog that i could use easily use for demos for any dog to, yeah. to kind of feel like oh dogs do listen to me i feel well. like i have one of her too so i have this puppy that i walk she's good lord how old is she yeah, and you can't oh, train that, right? She's like naturally, seven months. She does truly oh, like yeah, a lot of appeasing yeah. behavior. So she's she wants yeah. to meet. She goes in. It looks like uncertainty. Um, yeah, a but then bit. yeah, but then when she goes in, she goes right in, really close. You know, crouched to the ground. Um, <laughs> and then she kind of like just falls over. Uh, big dog, small dog, and this is not a small dog that we're talking about, right? This is um, hmm. she is a. She's a lab. But she makes herself smaller. She makes yeah, herself... she does. And it mm -hmm. could be puppy appeasing behavior. So puppies do this, right? Yeah. To like let people know, hey, I'm yeah. a baby, like not a threat. Um, but I do believe like as she grows, I think she will continue this way. Um, yeah. and it's a very it sweet thing. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it it keeps her safe and it lets people know that she's she's not harm, she's not harmful. She's not gonna do anything. Yeah. Because um, I've seen her do it right under the dog or like um like three feet oh. away from the dog. So she even knows like, okay, I should try at this distance first. It's so it's cute. insane. If she was human, she'd be an amazing dog trainer. Yeah. She Will really you be my read. friend now? Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. How about now? Literally. Yeah. And she doesn't give up and she remembers where and she now. left off last time with a dog. Yeah. When they do come back and they're shy. She's like, okay, last time this worked. It's amazing. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's hard to train something like that. But, yeah. you know, if it works for her, she's going to keep repeating it. Yeah.
for sure. Um, but yeah, so a social dog, like when, like when we think of this word, um, you're, you're right. That word is loaded. Like we have to be specific in what we're talking about. So I mean, like a dog who's friendly, doesn't have any issues meeting other dogs, um, you know, non-confrontational, not a threat. Yeah. Um, so a dog, dog, social dog. Cause I will often yes. also say, you know, you, your dog needs to be social, but we're not just thinking dogs. We're thinking places, Everything. scenarios, yeah. sound side. And yeah. that's when I'm thinking, is your dog friendly? Sure. But are they able to make good choices the moment things turn left? Um, yeah. If so, then yes, they are well socialized because then I can expect them to do the same in, in other kinds of scenarios when we aren't next to a social a social dog. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if they um, if they're social, <laughs> you're going to have a lot you know, it's going to go a lot easier. But I like to always um, so I have a rule. I don't let Amelia meet dogs on leash. Um, and that is just because for Amelia, she does have stranger danger. And what happens is usually she's a lot more trusting of people now who have dogs. Um, she will warm up to them within a few seconds. But uh, prior to this, sometimes the lure of the dog would get her really close to the person. And then when she looks up, she's like, ah, uh, there's a human I'm here. Stuck. And exactly. So for that, we don't meet um on a leash but i'm okay with going many times like we have um a neighbor up the street who has two dogs and uh she never plays with them off leash we're just walking buddies and she'll go to their house and she'll meet them and she'll run around in their house and stuff like that um but they're not playmates like that you know but that's how their relationship developed it was just through walking around the block um and i'm saying amelia is six years old this dog must be she must be in, uh, well, she'll be six in December. I've had Amelia for five years now. So they must be coming up on five years as well. Um, and Amelia would stop at their house and want to go and say hello to her friend. Um, if she sees her friends walking, she wants to go and walk with them. It's a very different relationship, but it it it, it formed from just meeting multiple times on the street. Um, yeah. And the way that I did it with Amelia is I walked... Um, on the sidewalk and my neighbor walked on the street or we just we had separation yeah. between us um and i did bring treats i always love to have treats and reward good behavior uh i don't know how this meeting is gonna go i don't know if amelia is gonna like this dog but like you always put that in the back of your head if your dog is not going to like a dog it is okay like please do not yeah you know about this um, detail. what else i try to put into people's in in, in the back of their heads because i and this is not just referring to the actual dogs because I mostly work with little guys, but I tell them, I always tell them, keep it short and and, and sweet. Yes, yes. Just leave them wanting wanting more, right? Exactly. The, your artist that performs a, a concert for you is going to leave some songs out and you're probably going to be left saying, I wish they had done that song. But you know what? You're going to buy tickets next, next time again. And there's still mm -hmm. no promise that, that yeah. those songs will, will be there. But it leaves you wanting more and that's not a that's not a bad thing your dog is not gonna go why am i not getting to meet him rather that went well can't you know i can't wait for the next time yeah so in the case of this uh this question this scenario so whether it's an existing dog meeting and a potential a, a new dog coming into the home well yeah. i feel there's a little bit more pressure with the dog who's coming yeah. into the home because the humans want this dog to be in the home they've fallen in love with yeah. this dog um important things to consider is you have to consider the feelings of the existing dog. Um, the one thing that I really dislike when I walk into a home is seeing um, an existing animal, whether it be a cat or a dog, and how their life has been turned upside down when something new has been introduced. And, you know, there is an adjustment period. There, There is. 
Um, and outside of the adjustment period, there's also stress. So how much of this is an adjustment period and how much of this is straight stress on this dog where we are never going to turn um, a corner and this is just the way it's going to be. So I think with having a dog in the home and bringing a new dog in, there are some things to consider. Uh, but I would start it just like this. And a lot of times with adoptions and rescues, I do believe you need to go a few times and meet these animals with your animal. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. not a one-time thing and be like, okay, I'm going to take the dog now. They got along outside while we were, you know, in a different city picking the dog up. Totally different scenario, right? Mm -hmm. The dog is in neutral, neutral ground. Nobody knows nothing about anything they think that maybe they won't see this dog again everything is great it's a whole different story when you bring that dog into that existing dog's territory um and things change your attention goes to the other dog that sort of thing so i think it's it's really important and this is where i think rescues need to take their time and allow for um introductions in yeah. in a slow a slow manner um and do it over time so you know you met on a weekend, everything went well. Um, that outing was great. And then we do it again. You would do it at a different place, you know, and then maybe each time we get a little closer to home until the rescuer brings that dog to that neighborhood, your neighborhood. Um, you know, you go for some walks, you have a good time. Maybe if you have a, a fenced in yard, if you make it to that point, you know, see how they play in the yard. They've become friends. So you're building up to becoming friends, not forcing friendship on them. Yeah, because if we're going to bring one dog, have we been bringing other dogs, friends, dogs, whatever the whatever the relationship is with that with those other dogs? How has that gone? Nine out of 10 is good. OK, then you're likely to experience that again. But yeah, like yeah. you're saying, those have also come and left. I'm great with uh, my little nephews or, or little cousins because, you know, it's for a little bit. But I don't have the, the experience to be able to handle something longer. Right. Yep. So that's 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 what I'm comfortable Everything with. Everything in moderation. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, a social dog is one that's comfortable in most, if not all settings. But this is a completely new one where you likely haven't uh, had a second dog there for longer than maybe an evening or mm -hmm. uh, an overnight stay. Because, yeah, then then both dogs are going into something completely new. And then you've got to also figure out that new dog and their yeah. uh, enrichment uh, needs and then their personality and how yep. they get along with with your yeah. previous dog uh, you know the issues that we face with most dogs is not because they have a second one it's because of the initial dog they're on their own mm -hmm. misunderstood in that new home right so adding a second one best case scenario they get along well and it takes maybe a little bit of the enrichment edge off where they get to fulfill some of that with each other but yeah in yeah. most cases uh it's yeah slower the better yeah, slow is always slow and steady, right? Um, and just going back to the example that I used in the last episode where I have like my group walks and when I have off-leash opportunities, yeah. we're not hitting an off-leash park right away. It's it's after no. the walk, right? It's after they've assessed each other. Um, and some of these dogs have met each other two or three, four times even before maybe an owner feels comfortable with letting them off the leash and letting them engage in that type of play where, um, you know, if if they're not there right there next to them immediately to guide them. Um, they're out of reach, so to speak. So um, definitely uh, taking it slow and just working up to it. Um, and then at the end of the day, like, I'm really sorry, but sometimes dogs don't get along. And yeah. it's not a failure on the human's part. And it's not a failure on your dog's part. Um, we have to understand that dogs are their own entity. They're their own being an individual and sometimes things just don't work out um and it's better to 
accept that up front and give yeah. the other dog a chance um, with another family and, you know, a chance to thrive. You cannot have a home where you're under constant stress and you're living stress. in a management yeah. situation. It is not a healthy lifestyle. Um, both dogs will live in high anxiety states. Um, you know, you'll have hyper awareness. Like it's just, it's just not conducive to any, any relationship. Like it's just not going to work out. And I think, you know, just don't beat yourself up if things yeah. don't go as you planned, because sometimes they don't. And that is okay. I mean, they, people hope for the best, but uh, yeah. unfortunately, the, the dark side of it sometimes is is what we end up getting um, yeah. uh, kind of sent to us, which is uh, we have two dogs. They uh, can never be in the same room to constantly separate them. Yeah, it's it's almost almost always ends up being a further management situation. Yeah. It's, um, it's tough. When I rescued Ryder. So for those of you who don't know the story of Ryder, um, he was a dog that I was alerted to back in. Uh, I believe it was 2019. Um, he was a, a client let me know that there was a, a dog tied up outside of a house. And this was in August. And I went over and I saw the dog and I saw the conditions and it wasn't right right off the bat. So I called all the powers that be who needed to be involved to try to get some help for this dog. Um, and uh, it didn't end up working out like, you know, animal control was involved. Um, the most they did was ask for, um, you know, tags and and vaccines and that sort of thing. And and to the owners complied. Um, animal welfare was involved and asked them to bring the dog inside. And it's probably like the worst thing that I probably could have done because um, now I don't have eyes on the dog. But the dog was mistreated either way. The people didn't believe that the dog needed to live inside of a home. We were ending up, it, it was going into winter. Um, and, you know, I befriended these people in hopes that they would give me the dog. I can buy him, you know, I can kind of say, Hey, like, how'd you get this dog? I'm really looking for one and, you know, and, and get him in my possession. Um, anyways, it took me four months to do it. I finally did. I ended up planting the seed that I would buy him. And just before Christmas, I got him. And the rescue that I was working with, um, the girls there were fantastic, but as you know, rescuers, um, they hit capacity pretty quick. So, He's in, I've got the call. Hey, Rihanna, we're going to sell you the dog. And I'm like, great. And I'm thinking like, where am I going to put him? I don't have anywhere to put him. I have a dog. I have a cat and have a bird. I don't know how he's going to be. He's only ever been tied up outside. I don't know what his socialization is like. I have no idea about this dog. Um, I don't have a safe place to assess him and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? I had to step up because I finally got him in my possession. I wouldn't let him go. So I went, I brought him home. Um, I took him and Amelia for a walk together. As soon as I got home, she came out, we went for a walk together around the block so I could introduce her. But when we did come back into the house, he went upstairs and Amelia stayed downstairs and I kind of, um, separated them. I gave him a bath and stuff like that. She's there. She, she actually made her way upstairs and was sitting outside the bathroom door and waiting to meet him. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it could have went a different way, but she ended up really taking to him. Um, I will say this though. So as good as she was with him in the house, Amelia bullied him when he was in the backyard. 
So if she went outside with him, she was playing really rough with him. And I didn't really like that for her. This poor dog who's been living his life outside on a chain at I don't know what dog interaction he's had. And here comes Amelia, who's like really nice and sweet in the house and brings her toys and wants to play with him. Um, You know, and then as soon as she gets outside, it's like all hell broke loose. She's there running real hard, you know, and jumping over him and doing all this stuff. And, you know, and I was like, no, like, no, no, let's give him time right um and i was just it was hard because i didn't know how this was gonna go i want i needed time to assess the situation it, it could have went sideways um thankfully it didn't but he didn't stay here very long i got him vaccinated i got him looked at at the vet um you know i i got him adopted out he's living a great life now um and it, it just Sometimes you 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 want to do your best. Like in this case, it worked out. I didn't know how it was going to work out. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, but yeah. it, it's uh, had it not worked out, I'm just trying to think what would I have done differently. Um, well, I had no idea how he was going to behave with cats. So he was crated for some time because I don't know if he was going to pee and be destructive and things like that in my house. Um, and Rue helped himself to the crate. Rue jumped on top of the crate and was sitting on it with his paws dangling inside. And I'm like, this cat has no fear. And nope. this dog uh, was just like, hello, cat. Um, so right then and there, I assessed him. And um, actually, I'm a liar. I didn't do it right then and there. I actually used the cat at the vet's office to assess how he was <laughs> with other cats. And uh-huh. he didn't seem to care. And he was really good. Um, and then I used Rue to do it when I got home. And he actually went to a home where he has a cat. So um, that worked out really well. But yeah, the way that I met those two, like Amelia and him meeting was for um, for them to go for a walk around the block. And then I had yeah. them have little short play sessions in the home. Obviously, I couldn't build up to it because he was already here. He was in my possession. I couldn't let him go. Um, and then, you know, there were things that I noticed when they went outside to play. And I was like, oh, I don't like that, you know? So... So how did I fix that? Well, Ryder went out to pee by himself and then Amelia went out to pee by herself and they had supervised play Um, and everything worked out. But, you know, um, those are just little things you got to work. You got to look for. Amelia actually does that with most uh, Those little things end up adding adding up. And that's in a case where, you know, you're not having any kind of um, conflicts between between the two dogs. Nothing, nothing major, because at that point you can't just supervise. You have to just separate period yeah is there um is there anything is there anything that we're missing on how to introduce dogs it seems like a very uh well this was what i recommended which was um walks uh and i gave the example of you know going for an activity with a new friend or meeting at uh at some kind of common ground like you said a neutral place where Mm -hmm your dog can right away let you know because that's that for me i think is the biggest issue with with most dogs meeting is where um, no matter whether it's indoors or outdoors there's someone or in most cases even both pet parents that are just not aware of what at least one of them is saying which is more hey i'm not really too sure i could benefit from some space um even if they already have that outside obviously they can't take that space on their own with the leash generally um otherwise they would already do that and if at that point you don't hear that your dog is literally walking away trying to get you to walk away then that's that's a whole other thing but Mm -hmm. um we often hear about dogs doing so much better off leash than on leash because they they can just walk away but if there's signs 
yeah, that your dog needs not just physical space, but a mental break from that dog. Um, is that after five minutes of seeing each other outside? Is it after an hour? Because um, all those things, yeah, you want to kind of almost journal about them because you you then get to figure out how your dog is outside. And yeah, starting with walks um, is great. Starting with things outside or neutral yeah. settings where, again, and each of them, they're their own puzzle and they can slowly kind of mm-hmm. make and their way. And pairing good things with that interaction, right? So whenever I'm in the presence of this dog, I get, you know, I get a lot of praise. I get a lot of love. I get yeah. some, you know, I get some good treats, maybe something a little special. So they look forward to seeing that dog again as well. Right. Um, yeah. I, um, <clears throat> one of my friends, their dog's recall had kind of dropped off as she got older. Um, she wasn't a bad dog. So like, you know, it didn't matter. It was fine. Um, but she was a hit or miss on whether she would like some dogs. Um, and, I paired Amelia with treats, right? So she she knew every time I was around and Amelia was around that she got treats. And anytime I called Amelia and Amelia came, she got treats. So who started coming back? She did. Yeah. So, um, you know, it just, it feeding your dog, rewarding your dog is very powerful. Um, and you can inadvertently pair them and make like, they were, they were really good friends. Um, they were one of the first dogs that we met when I got Amelia. Um, and, uh, again, I didn't know how that was going to go. Right. Because Amelia is a puppy and this is an older dog and they don't necessarily drive, um, you know, small dog, uh, it's not small dog, but young dog energy. Uh, but yeah, so I think taking it slow and then, um, you know, pairing good things with it. Multiple visits is a must multiple. If you have a rescue yeah. that you're working with, like really talk to them about that and make sure that it's a non-issue because the last thing you want to do is have a dog now who's in your home and it's not working out. That, yeah, that you want them to, to look forward to because I think a lot of people think, oh, you're going to get to go to the park and you're going to get to get to play and do all these things. But for me, play or a dog enjoying themselves at the park is not the behavior. It's, I think, the outcome of a dog that's feeling good and comfortable because of the things that you can do to help them get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, playing is is a, another treat in, it, in itself, yeah. but it's not the... It, it's not a guarantee nor um, it's playing is not the feeling. The feeling yeah. is feeling good. Therefore, I, I, I can play. So people, yeah, really taking the time if, if the rescue can allow them to meet more often, not just the one time, because we know how many times. Oh, yeah, we got to meet the dog once. We went on a walk around the yeah. around the um, the facility. And that's even without any other dogs included. And he you know was fine. Funny? He was probably we're Sorry? talking about this. And I actually was witnessed to a rescue that was facilitating a meeting. So yeah, they had a first meeting um, and I don't think the meeting went well. And I was there oh. taking pictures for the rescue, um, doing some of the rescue dogs photos. And um, the uh, coordinator had stepped away. She had gone down the street and they were working with the, um, they were working with the rescue dog meeting the other and um it's it's such a bad thing that happened with the second um, dog so uh like they brought the the family so they yeah the dog, brought the brought family dog. dog yeah to yeah. meet the rescue dog and so they went on a walk yeah. down the street and they did exactly what we're telling you to do um they walked with them they were on either side of the street um dogs were seeing each other the rescue dog was having a, a hard time um now both of these dogs were are uh from the same organization 
Um, and I'm just trying to remember how exactly like who did what. But anyways, you remember um, if they had already met the dog even without their their original dog, like or this was the first. So time they had, yeah, yeah. Everyone. So the humans had met the dog, filled out the application, and now we're at the point where I guess they're gonna meet. Um, the second, yeah, yeah. So now they're gonna do the some, OG. you know, they're gonna integrate them together. Um, but they did it, you know, neutral territory on a walk on a leash. Um, and this was. I believe this was the dog's, both dogs' second interaction. Um, and it didn't go well. The um, the walking on the sidewalk didn't go well. So the coordinator said, hey, let's go to the back. Um, there's an off-leash area at the, you know, behind one of these restaurants. It was like a doggy-friendly restaurant. Um, and they had like a little uh, backyard fenced-in area. And she said, maybe mm -hmm. when they're off leash, they'll be okay. Oh, that's a big. Uh... Yeah. And you can probably guess what happened next. Uh... So they had a fight and one dog grabbed the other dog. And um, I didn't see anything else because I actually, I watched, I watched them separate. Um, but the signs were all there that they should not have met uh, off leash. They should have continued with their on leash walks around the neighborhood um maybe at another time um maybe that yeah. rescue dog was having a day like an off yeah. day you know there's a lot of stress that these dogs don't have a, a a permanent home they don't have a permanent caregiver um they're put into situations that they're not necessarily going to excel at like being on a main street you know having multiple people meet them that day for their adoption event like yeah there's a lot going on anyways um the dogs were fine Everybody was fine. Um, there were some puncture wounds and stuff like that. Um, it was it was a pretty serious bite, like on a bite scale. The dog did grab and shake, um, but uh, that wouldn't have worked out. And I feel like that was a rushed situation. And it's so funny that we're talking about this because, like, totally skipped my mind. And uh, yeah, and I mean, unless unless someone was able to guarantee that both dogs specifically, each of them have this scenario where on leash, they're they're a bit frustrated probably due to some poor handling and lack of guidance yeah. but unless that even then even then I, I don't know could you you know okay it's he's not walking with this dog why don't you why don't we have you guys walk with with another dog that he already knows here and if he's fine with mm -hmm. with him then i don't know yeah, yeah. there's and, and you're right there's a lot of other external factors there's yeah so many. and that's a good that's another good um option is having a, a another buddy dog that the existing dog or whoever knows um, who is, you know, a pretty friendly puppy or dog um, be in the middle because they, they do feed off of each other. And that confidence would exude from that dog and be like, that dog's not too bad. My friend seems to like him. So I think the rescue is taking a jump also with that dog that's coming from the new potential family, unless the, I guess, yeah, which you said that the dog has been, they're both from the same place. Um, yeah. Same organization. But, Unless they're they they were just playing last week and you took one and now you're coming to get the second it, one a week apart. Where it they sounded know like each other. they did not get along at the first breeding either. Yeah. And they were still trying to do the walk because it sounds like the family really wanted the dog. And this is where it's like you have to set your feelings aside because you can't have that kind of behavior in your home. Like it's just not going to work. Everybody's going to be on edge. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously they didn't go through with the adoption uh the dogs had to be taken to the vets um and they're both fine this was years ago this was i don't know maybe 20 
good lord what year was this 2020 2018 maybe five years ago but yeah take your dogs out walk see how they're feeling i i tend to ask people when they're when they're in any scenario not necessarily bringing a new, a new dog home but um their dog even just let's say growling or or uh snapping or out of nowhere being reactive it's it's not even more so what scenario are they in although i'm sure it's it it had a lot to play with it but also within within the actual dog how is he feeling even just the moment you stepped out or inside your house what's his demeanor how does yeah. he feel about himself confidence have we, level have i said this before or have we talked about this before maybe i think i've maybe i have um or narrate what? narrate what you see so when you're narrating and you're talking about what you're seeing your your emotions are out of it so you're walking your dog and the other dog is walking by and you're like, okay, um, my dog is walking on a six foot leash. The leash is nice and loose. The dog's body language, the body is nice and loose. You know, um, all of his weight is distributed evenly over four paws. He glances over at the dog, but he looks back at me. I give him a treat. When you narrate things, you take the the emotion out of it and you can actually see what's happening in front of you. So say this was going south. Uh, dog looks over at the other dog. Oh, his hackles have raised. Oh no, now he's getting a bit tense. He's he's yeah, abort. one, two, three. Okay, he's not. What do we what do we usually get when we ask for a description of what happened? Oh, he was fine, and then yeah. this happened. And mm, there's but... a lot of emotion in it, though. Like I find yeah. uh, he just doesn't like that dog. He's just stubborn. Oh, my treats don't work. But if you're able to understand at what point things started to fall off you can usually pinpoint this is where we need to start working. Um, I find narration very important. And I, I would like a lot of people to narrate what they see. It takes their emotion out of, um, we describe dogs too much using uh, human words, right? And dogs don't mm -hmm. don't think like that. They just do. They do what works yeah, for them. They just, yeah, we will say, oh, he's being jealous. And again, I'll yes. go back to sure. And you can have a, also a human that's jealous, but how one confident or secure human will react in that in that sort of a jealousy type situation versus one that isn't sure of themselves and in, quite insecure or afraid or past experiences, they'll react differently. So yeah. there's different levels to to it. But yeah, ex exactly. Narrating that first interaction with, with the other dogs or even just as they step out and they see each other, do they seem like they want to do more? Do they Take seem some video. like they... Yeah. Oh, that's that's huge. Yeah. Show yeah. it to someone. Get mm -hmm. a few different different takes. Yeah. Like you're saying that are, are a little less emotional because, mm -hmm. you know, you want something to happen. Therefore, you're going to make it happen. And you're going to see what you want to not... see. Yeah. You're going to see what you want to <laughs> see. But the, hey, does does my dog look like he Unless it's to... very obvious, like the example he... I just gave. Yeah. Um. But yeah, taking those little steps, yeah. like you said, with the rescue, hopefully allowing more times, more visits, because um, mm -hmm. then you can really get to figure it out. Yeah. And with that, guys, we will wrap it up. Uh, so just to recap, uh, leash walks, multiple visits. Carlos just kind of touched on all of this. <laughs> um, <laughs> take video, share it with somebody, narrate what you're you're seeing, your interactions. Um, keep it short. Keep the interaction short. Meet on neutral yeah, territory. Short and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the last one? Oh, can't remember my own ideas. To <laughs> to narrate. To say out loud how how yeah. things are going yeah. yeah and get a professional involved don't be afraid like even if you have to hire somebody and you're like um hey guys i would like to meet uh you know rescue people are not necessarily trainers they mm -hmm. their heart is in the right place um but again even they have emotion and something tied to it as well yeah so 
All right, guys. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this one. Started from a Klee question to God knows where we end up today. But <laughs> I will uh, see you at the next one. Happy training. Bye-bye.